Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. I am Alan Lucas. I know, the weird voice, it's not the normal crew, but here we are, it's my debut, and today I have a panel with me who's going to help me discuss, basically, what's my life, close to the mountaintop, but not quite there, all the superstars <laughs> that almost get to the world title, but don't get there. So today in my panel, I do have a, a good mix of superstars that do know what that feels like. <laughs> so to my left, I'm going to start with this man. He trains like The Rock. He's built like The Rock. Heard he even eats like The Rock. Sadly, he looks more like Crash Holly. Stephen <laughs> Stacking. Do you know what? It's going to go easy on you for your debut, but see that? That's right out the window. <laughs> <laughs> the leash is off. Don't worry, you've got an easy one. And next, I ask for brains. I ask for charisma, talent, a man with a stellar reputation. However, Gary wasn't available, so I've been given Derek. Oh, oh, ow, ow, ow. <laughs> You're still my house, buddy, mate. Don't worry, Derek. <laughs> you're, you're done. You're done after that. I guess worse. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting next to him, he has the poor man Seamus. However, he has a better heavyweight punch than him. As we all know, because he's out punching Jameis with the misses he has. It's Mr. My Podcast, Stephen Wilson. How's it going, Al? <laughs> How you doing, mate? You right? no, I, no, I, I was okay until I got, until I got a Seamus as in punk. <laughs> and lastly, the man to my right. He's been known to, he's been known to cut more lines than Pete Dock and Kate Moss combined. Boy, <laughs> difference is... You guess that way, mate. My main man, Quacky J. I don't even know what to say to that. Two idea five stars for that. I did warn him I was coming for him. He does always say save the worst for last. Oh, you. I did. So yeah. So welcome to the show. For any of you that have listened to us before, welcome back. Also, any you listeners, please listen, subscribe. For our back catalogue and our podcast, excuse me, if I can speak today. <laughs> for our catalogue and our episodes, please subscribe to us on all good podcasting sites on iTunes, Android, and Spotify. Spot, follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Suplex Retweet. Like what you hear, give us a rating. We're happy to hear whatever. And as well as that, there's still time to vote for us on the Independent Wrestling Awards. 
head over to independentwrestlingawards.com and vote for each sleep suplex retreat in the media of the year category. Whilst you're at it, vote for either Stacey or Quacko in the fan of the year category. We are not, the fans. We are not picky, we'll take either one. Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. So yes, we're going to discuss some superstars who arguably should have been world champion, never quite made it. It's a massive, massive topic. Um, for the sake of this show, I've just stuck it to the WWF slash WWE title. And we're going to begin with arguably the most debated superstar in history on this topic, the British Bulldog. So I'm going to start with Stevie. What do you think about the British Bulldog in this category? Well, I think it's quite fitting, obviously, being a Scottish broadcast, being in the UK, that we start with the Bulldog. I think he's arguably the greatest that's ever came from the UK. I think it's always fair to say, yeah. and looking at the, the compliments he had, how how close he was. Obviously, he was run up in the Royal Rumble. It's a great surprise, probably to many, that he's not. He didn't win the world title. Didn't really have a lot of shots. I actually think he had a few in the early nineties, but not really much there. But a guy with a hell of a hell of athleticism, but uh, potentially let down by the fact maybe he was British. I normally pull like the race card, don't you? <laughs> but you know what WWE is like. You know, it's like oh, he's British. He's gonna get that close and then stop. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people saying that online. This is. I was doing a bit of research. This, I didn't realise how heatily debated this actually is. Um, you know, Stark, coming to you. Um, do you think one of the other major things I talked about is the fact he's part of the Heart Legacy? Do you think that held him back? Not really, because I mean. We were all really successful and they were at the, mat, the biggest stable in WWE at one point, especially if you'd be Shawn Michaels and Triple H. That was such a build-up. I don't know about a build-up. He, 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 pretty, he was athletic, he looked the part, but I think it was kind of... A few times you'd heard like, for interviews of people, it was a bit unreliable. And I'm thinking they're kind of like, well, if we put this on him, could he either let, it, let us down with it or could he make it look bad? So that was, I think that's what held him back. He was, he was a bit unreliable. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people have said that online as well. Um, you know, what about yourself? Do you, do you agree with that, or do you think there's maybe something like maybe a lot of people say this is lack of charisma that maybe held him back? I think there was a there was a perfect opportunity for him to to win it after '92 SummerSlam when he beat when he beat Bret for the Intercontinental. And yeah. during that stage, it was a it was quite a logical process where he won the Intercontinental. Had it for a had it for a while, dropped it, and then challenged for the heavyweight, and that didn't seem to really happen with the bulldog. Is you know as as far as I can as I can remember, because that was a sort of my peak time watching um, watching the wrestling at that time. Me and my evil brother were watching at that time, um, but I, I think maybe <laughs> had the, the perfect opportunity um, after that, and it didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, did he not? He kind of he left quite. So he went to WCW yeah, and he came did. back, and mm-hmm. then he kind of flip flopped for a few years back to WWE and WCW. Went to WCW in the ni- 1997, yep. and then he came back in 99 with the just the jean look and everything and the short hair, and he just didn't feel like the bulldog anymore, no. you know. But he had a world, he did have a world title shot at that one, and it forgiven that year. Well, I've had a look, and he actually apparently only ever had uh, three heavyweight title shots in his whole career. Between WWF and WCW. Again, if what I've seen is correct, uh, he had a chance uh, against Diesel in your house for Winnipeg, which he won via DQ because Triple H uh, interfered with that one. Uh, he also lost to Bret Hart in, in your house 5, hitting Hershey, Pennsylvania. And again, like you said, when he came back, he lost in the six pack match at Unforgiven 99 to Triple H. Mm. So, 
Um, you know, a lot of people have said as well, in regards to his charisma, he had very poor mic skills. Do you feel going back at that time that would have been really important, especially back in the nineties? Uh, well, the 90s was a lot of, it was a lot of character work. Mm. Pretty much the characters were more important in the 90s than actual pure wrestling ability. So that probably, because he was probably one of the most gifted wrestlers at that point in time where you had characters like, for example, the Mountie and that type of stuff yeah. who were quite prominent. And these were the guys, I mean, the, what was it? Duke the, jumps, Duke the Dumpster, Josie and everything like that. You know, when you get guys like that, you know, they're the ones that the kind of Vince kind of liked. They were much more prominent at that point in time. So... Mm. And it was also after that he was hitting his peak maybe around about the steroids scandal time. Yeah. So maybe didn't want to push him because he had that kind of look. I'm not obviously I'm obviously not saying it, but he had that kind of look of mm. somebody who was well built so didn't want to put attention on him. So yeah. could have been something like that as well, you know? Yeah, from an aesthetics point of view, he definitely had that look being the next big guy. But mm. for whatever reason, it just didn't seem to happen. Um, but another thing a lot of people seem to see is when you talk about, right, fair enough, he was unlucky, he was never the WWF slash WWE champion, but his legacy is actually the European title. Uh, what do you think of that, Derek? I, I, he won that twice, didn't he, I'm sure? Yeah. He had that, the title twice. Um, so in terms of if anybody was going to represent the European Championship at that time, I think Bulldog was more than worthy of holding it at that time. You know, he was pretty much one of the only... European wrestlers in the WWF at that WWE at that time um, as well, so I think he's definitely worthy of it. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, apparently the rumours he was given that was created because of broken promises from McMahon. Do you feel that 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 title should have kept going on and should still be going on as a legacy to build up? I love the European title in WWE, and honestly, I kind of hope to see when they brought the whole NXT UK. I know Pete Dunne's a UK champion, but I'd love to have seen that title the only thing with that title was it was a, to me a prestigious title mm-hmm. then you just started passing it for people to people and it kind of lost its luster but it used to have amazing feuds with people with it and it did keep it like really prestigious you had like I mean the feud with Triple H he, he had that and the feud they had their own heart for it <clears throat> um, well, you did so many like, championships with it and uh, you'll bring it back but Never did. They retired, retired in 2002. So uh, I think it was RVD joint the kind of he the merged that Intercontinental title. Aye. But remember, you can talk about all the great feuds, but then you also had the likes of uh, Midian finding it in Shane's bag. Aye, tight mm-hmm. ones that kind of. But that as well, the, the, the X Pac versus Shane feud. And that, was really, that, was, that was really amazing. It was really, that was really prominent. And the thing as well, Shawn Michaels had it in Montreal as well. He was holding that European title. Aye, at that at that point in time. Mm-hmm. So that showed just how important it was that you had the biggest feud in the company and the European mm-hmm. title was held by Sean Mike. Yeah, no, absolutely. It was a fantastic title and I agree with you, I would love to see it back sometime. And there has been talk of it, but hopefully we'll be able to see it in the future. You never know. So, next one I'm going to talk about uh, for me is probably Mourn Bulldog is the the one it should have been. This is like the greatest person it should have won it and never did. Razor Ramon. Um, I know it's kind of debatable, but you know, I'm going to start with you, Derek. Razor Moon, do you think he should have had that title, or do you feel he's a, just too good a solid mid The bad guy. The bad guy. The bad guy. Um, it's an interesting one because he has he won pretty much everything else in the WWE, mm. you know, and when he was at um, WCW as well, you know, he sort of had everything as well, but it's a, it's a tricky one. He had a did they not have a title match with Brett at 93 Rumble? Mm-hmm. As 94, well. 94, yeah. 94, sorry, was it? 
Actually, he's won an only title, title shot for heavyweight title. You know, he was he was when when he first came out. You know, he sort of had this sort of Colombian American bad boy yeah. image and stuff like that, and it was something you know different. And you know, having it on someone like him that everybody loved to hate when he had his wee toothpick and yeah, yeah. Always threw at people and stuff like that. You know, he must have caught people in the eye. Or he something. must have. He must have hit people with it. Definitely. Um, the back then, people were tougher. Yes, the man still sitting on the washers. I've had two eye operations, and I feel like that. That's the most sore for Gordon in, in wrestling when I see that happen. <laughs> so there's definitely a good case. I think mm. there's definitely a good case from a he have been the been the champ at one time. I mean, he was obviously a very successful intercontinental champ at one point mm. as well, but. I think that's definitely a really good case for me to get. Yeah, absolutely, especially the WrestleMania 10 ladder match, arguably the greatest ladder match ever. I totally agree. Um, Strat, a lot of people talk about Razor Ramon slash Scott Hall, the reason he didn't get the title is because of his personal demons. Do you think that has definitely played a factor in hindering his career? I see, I think it's the same again, it's the same as the Bulldog. It's, it's just his personal demons, he's a bit unreliable, so because mm. th- you need to think of the long term picture. If you want to put a title on somebody, one, are they going to be around to fulfill all the obligations? And two, they're the face of the company, so you, you can't have them doing things that are going to make you look bad, because mm-hmm. what will happen to RVD? He, he won the title at ECW One Night Stand, held it for, what, was it 44 days? Mm-hmm. And it just got stripped off, because he obviously got caught driving under the influence. I think they're like that now, we can't have anybody kind of make us look bad. Yeah. It's their belt that's on them at the end of the day. Yeah, no, totally that. Totally agree. Um, Steve, I'm going to come to you about this other topic. It's came up. They reckon the NWO slash Kevin Nash Association hindered his career and they say Nash squashed him and pushed him back to mid-carder. Do you agree with that? Uh, when you're kind of looking around about that time and you've got McMahon and he's kind of looking at who you can make as the big, next big guy, you've got Scott Hall who obviously... That had the look, but was, you look at, compared to Kevin Nash, he was seven foot tall. He was imposing. Yep. He was a, he was obviously he was cool, big daddy cool, you know. <laughs> frilly so, <yeah>. pants. <laughs> Those eyes with the frilly pants are cheap. <laughs> but uh, when the comparison to it, I mean, if you had to maybe pick one, he maybe would have went with uh, Nash as well. But obviously the that was obviously around about the time as well. We had the click, mm-hmm. the day two Triple H Shawn Michaels, you know. How much of an impact that would have made backstage, you know? I mean, Vince he has to he can't help he can't push them all. Somebody's going to maybe have to suffer. Yeah. Obviously, Triple H is the up and comer. Michael was in Diesel, these guys. So, Scott Hall is probably just going to be that mid carder. Mm-hmm. You know, even though he's got the personality, maybe that was kind of shown at the point when he was putting over the one, two, three kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that when turn face wasn't yeah. quite the same. You know, it's just like he's just going to be the guy to help these other talent. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Um, sort of like the. He's kind of like Chris Jericho is to us now today, really, in that aspect. You think about it. Yeah, I mean, but, but his character probably deserves a world title. That yeah. character alone. I mean, when he went to WCW, it was with Scott Hall. It was kind of obviously, it was more generic. It was more personal a character. Mm-hmm. But you know, the Razor one was. Just, it was just as we said earlier on. The toothpick was brilliant. That was a good, one of the best human human things ever. You know, yeah. I mean, what? That's what we said. What's worse than a stick in the eye? <laughs> <laughs> People still do the whole thing you used to do. Did that. And doing that, I've, I've still seen people on wrestling things doing that, mm-hmm. and this is what you, know, you may want to describe to the listeners what you're <laughs> doing. Alright, sorry, <laughs> we should do a video podcast. No, I should, shouldn't. We? <laughs> um, the whole shaking the fist and then putting your arms out. I've seen people in the crowds and they're quite young and they're still doing it, and I'm like, ah, 
How do you know what that is? Then obviously WWE vaults kind of they look back and go, oh, who was Scott Hall? Who was this? And they're watching the matches and hopefully they're going, oh, that's actual wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, just one last thought in regards to Razor Ramon, Scott Hall. A lot of people have said online that the them jumping to WCW the way they did, the shock of it all, and then obviously coming back, do you think McMahon felt there was absolutely no trust again with Scott Hall because of that? The way, forget the personal demons, if you just look at it from jumping, WCW would affect that. It's a hard one because he put the belt on Hogan like two months later. Aye. So, even yeah. though Hogan has got that reaction at WrestleMania 18. Mm-hmm. So, it's a, it's, a, it's a hard one to judge, I don't really know. I think when they came back and done the NWO thing again with them and Shop and Shawn Michaels and X-Pac, it kind of, it didn't have the same pop to it. It, no. it felt kind of, we'll try and reproduce this and bring back these old guys, but by then, you've got Austin, you've got The Rock, you've got all the new guys in their place, so it's like, we're just trying to cram them in there for the sake of it. I kind of felt like Vince was just trying to kill it. Obviously, it was meant to be the poison for the rest of the roster. But it was felt like he just, <laughs> that was why poisoned he themselves. He's like, it's pretty much just like, I'm just going to make these guys look absolutely rotten. I know uh, Shawn Michaels super kicked the Booker T. Was doing that whole thing was one of the best super kicks he's ever done in his career. <laughs> well, the Shawn Benjamin one. Well, that was a great one as well. But <laughs> it was just Booker's reaction that made it even better. <laughs> no, totally agree, guys. Absolutely. So I'm going to move on to the next guy. This one's going to be out left field for a lot of people, but for me, he's one of my all-time favourites. Ken Shamrock. Um, a guy that I always felt should have been the title champion. He had, from an aesthetics point of view, again, had the look. Welcome to you, Derek, first. Why do you think it just never happened with him? That's an interesting one as well, because he did. Again, he sort of similar to Razor, where he won everything but. Um, you know, he won the King of the Ring. Um, he came from always a mixed martial art background as well, which was something that I don't think we've seen a lot of mm-hmm. when he came when he came in as well. So I don't know this. You know, he was obviously labelled as well the world's most dangerous man yep. when he was in the WWF as well. So it's a it's it's definitely a good one up for debate. And you know, I really don't know why he didn't he didn't he didn't win it. He didn't have it at one point. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I always thought he was really good technically in the ring. His promos weren't the best, but he wasn't maybe the best. He's supposed yeah. to be the dangerous man. He's kind of like a retro Dean Ambrose, sort of lunatic, if you look back at him. Um, Stephen, I'll come to you. Do you think it's possible because round about the time he broke in, he just ran into the wrong time with the likes of The Rock and Mankind in Austin there? Potentially, but you got to think about it in 1998. Who, I don't think anybody in the years followed has such a good record against The Rock The Rock he just beat The Rock all the time mm. and then battled him after the match and then <laughs> The Rock they always get disqualified it was the you, when you think about it, the Survivor Series 98 was when The Rock obviously won the title for the first time but glorious oh, pay-per-view <laughs> uh, I, would, I would argue not <laughs> but you get you get five months earlier when Shamrock's the one who wins the, wins the King of the Ring so mm-hmm. it, it's, it's weird because they obviously had, they obviously wanted to do something with him but there was just something that was just stopping him and I think it was I don't like how at that point he was hitting his momentum in 1998 they suddenly put him with Vince in the corporation and it seemed just it just seemed like a hired gun at that point in time and he just kind of faded into the background until he again turned face and had that feud with Steve Blackman which had all sorts of different matches it was one of my earliest one of my earliest memories actually was him and Blackman in the the match in the the car park oh I thought you were going to talk about the dungeon 
No, not the dungeon one. It's the one where they're in the, they're on the car park and everybody's. Oh, the, it was in this, this iron slap. I think somebody watched like AWOL, the John Claude Van Damme movie, and went, I've got an idea. <laughs> Bing! <laughs> SummerSlam 99. Oh, I liked that much. Oh, yep. Yeah. I personally loved that I match. I actually liked that match. I loved it. I'll, 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 the thing about it was, were they, were they not like confused about the finish? Like, nah, they were like, who finished this? <laughs> is, it, is it a pin? Is it a skate? Is it like, oh wait, he's won. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then he left a month later. Yeah, well, Stan, we come to you with that one. He had a lot of unusual matches sort of brought up there at the car park. He had the fight and, you know, we mentioned SummerSlam 99. Do you think the unorthodox, unorthodox, or, how I can speak today, the unorthodox matches that he had, Hindered potentially being champion because they didn't want their champion being involved in matches like that. No, because I mean, you had you've got guys who've been former champions who've been in dumb situation matches. I mean, you Chris Jericho against William Regal for the the Duchess Queensbury rules with William Regal, and that was just all over the place. But the thing is, I'm the same, I don't know why Ken Shamrock never became champion because, see, he made him king of the ring, mm-hmm. he'd beat The Rock. And the crowd used to love it when he snap at the end of it. Remember, it was I think it was Royal Rumble or WrestleMania. He just started suplexing everybody before Brett yeah. Brock Lesnar even done it. He was just suplexing referees, suplex security, the guy selling the hot dogs. Just like suplexing everybody. And then they get the built up, built up, and then it came a breakdown. 1998, you had the, yeah. the cage match, which was a brilliant cage match, triple threat with The Rock and Mankind. You thought this is their new three. They're going to maybe start implementing, but then it started to be that the Rock and Mankind were kind of just pulling away, and he was just left there static. I'm like, right, but then he had the feud with Owen Hart, and I thought, well, this could go somewhere, and it just, it just, it just seemed to never pick up momentum again after that. You see, he went to the corporation, they gave him that Continental title, the whole stupid angle with Billy Gunn, and his sister. And an Undertaker uh, abducted his sister. Aye, that one. He was just a he was just the crazy guy running about the back, looking for his looking for his sister, and he, he was the one that found Stephanie the first time that she got abducted. Aye, it was, so like, it was it was trying to do the whole. No, they tried to they suggested the whole incest thing, didn't they? We sister, and he went, "I'm out, I'm done." Yeah, that and was I'm, that was that was then he turned them face. I think after aye, that, so that, that time, was, and then that was the point he started. I think he started feuding with Vince when obviously the, the corporate ministry started, and Vince was the higher power. Yeah. And then he had that one at King of the Ring where he just got. When you talk about him going mental, there's the one at the King of the Ring '99 where he's obviously he's been bleeding internally apart. What they said, and he's just in the back with a referee and the referee spitting blood, <laughs> just spitting blood, and the referee he just shout at the referee. This one referee just trying to calm him down, like stay. I feel like guys, don't be as dumb as a box of rocks. He's just flinging people again. You're like you're the original Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> it was just great, just for that unhingedness. He didn't even need to speak. I think he probably would have done better in the current day WWE than he would have at that point in time. He didn't need to cut amazing promos. He didn't need to be the world's greatest talker. He was a legit fighter. That's all you needed. Even if you maybe gave him like, somebody like Paul Heyman to talk for him, problem solved. There's a lot of guys who have got titles and canny day promos. Under Rousey. But <laughs> there's a lot of people who you don't need to be an amazing talker on the mic. There's guys who just. They should be able to just do their wrestling ability, and that—that's all. That's enough. That's all you need. You're not going somewhere to watch somebody talk. It's like, oh, this is fantastic. It's like two and a half hours of re- 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 EastEnders. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh, no, no, I think we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just went on a total Ken Shamrock rant. There, I did. I love the guy. I thought he was a man. Strike does a pipe bomb. Move on. Yes, very much. Yep. So the next person I'm going to speak about. Um, 
one of the absolute all-time greats. I think everyone will agree. Rowdy Roddy Piper. Um, most amazingly, he never ever had a shot at the heavyweight title in his entire career, which, again, I couldn't believe when I was doing my research, and I'll happily stand corrected, but I, I did a lot of research, couldn't find anything. Um, regards to you know, that fact, I'm going to go to you, Derek, first. What does that say to you about the guy in regards to he felt like he didn't need a title? I think I told you everything about him and his ca- the character that he played mm-hmm. as well. You know, he was he was very everybody liked him um, in terms of his, his character when he first came out. The first my first sort of memories of watching wrestling was his um, boxing match with Mister T. <coughs> Me and Gary had the, the video in WrestleMania two, um, and that was sort of one of my first memories of it. And he gets disqualified for slapping him up slapping him <laughs> in a boxing match like, this guy fair, I have seen boxing matches where that's happened so <laughs> so once once we seen that I was like hey, that's a guy for me so I've always really liked Piper as well he'd done also other things like Piper's Pit yeah. how good was that when he'd, when he'd done the, sh- uh-huh. you know, the shows and stuff like that as well you know he was he was brought I think it tells you everything about the man that he you know he didn't really seem to he won, did he, he won the IC, didn't he? He won the Intercontinental. Yeah, he only won the Intercontinental Championship once and he won the tag team titles once. That was it. He won the tag team yeah. with Flair, didn't he? Yeah. Um, That's right, his the, whole career between WWF and WCW. That's crazy. I know. It's, it's mental when you think of that. Like, a guy as well-known and as respected as him has only won two titles in his whole time. It's brilliant because he helped define the classic heel. Mm-hmm. It was that one where Jimmy Snooker and Piper's Pit with the coconut. Yeah. It's just like Oof. that is classic heel. I mean, it's just the disrespect and that type of stuff. It was. I WrestleMania one. The heat was nuclear. Having him yeah. and Ornoff against Mr. T and Hogan. You know, it was just like they were paying for him to get absolutely battered. But obviously, as the years went on, as you say, the respect for him mm-hmm. kind of grew. And every time he came back, there was a big pop. I mean, WrestleMania twenty one, Piper's Pit yeah. with him and Austin. Yeah, I, mean, I love two that. of the guys just like I was just it was to see them was it Carlito they beat up? Yeah, yeah Carlito came out and said both of you are not cool. <laughs> 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 and it's the fact that he when Carlito was on was about to enter the ring when he was talking to them, he said like, you look like Aunt Thelma. <laughs> I was like but brilliant. It was, it was just the reactions every time he came back and it was the and all the other one was the rumble in two thousand and eight where Snooker was in the ring. And then Piper comes out and it's just mad. It's in Madison Square Garden, obviously, and the place just goes crazy. And the two of them just look like they could not move for anything. But the place has still gone mental to see them square off. It's just mm-hmm. how well he defined history, and it was just it was brilliant. No, absolutely. Um, no, his daughter Ariel uh, gave a quote recently when she was talk- asked about it, and she said, when growing up, all the kids used to ask her, Why is your dad not the champion? He's the best guy, blah, blah, blah. And he always said that he never needed. A title to go over. He didn't care for accolades, and he had absolutely nothing to prove. Track, what do you think of that? Kind of agree with that. I think it's totally right. Sometimes you do see people get a title just to kind of give them that push. I, I say this with NXT. The guys they're doing it the right way. They're, they're kind of they're, they're getting really, really good. They give them a title just to bring them up a wee bit again, and then once they don't need that, then they next level. They give to somebody else to bring them up. It's the way it should be. It should mm-hmm. just get. I could just get to him. Just get to him. But Piper was the kind of person you let. His matches were so good, he didn't need. He didn't need to go, oh, we'll slap it, I can't tell on him. We'll slap the world title on him. We'll give him this, we'll give him that. The fact that his matches, that's a lot about somebody's wrestling ability and how their storytelling is. The fact that they can go out, do a match, have people hating them, and it's not even for a title. Mm-hmm. Matches, matches, you were looking forward to because you're like, 
I don't care, this doesn't need, need a title, it just needs that guy and that guy, that's it, that's all you need. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And for me personally, he is the standard bearer for any upcoming heel. Aye. That's who they should be looking at, in my opinion. Although it was about 15, 16 before I worked out it wasn't Scottish. He's Scottish, right? He's from Canada! (laughs) Did you find out the same time you found out Santa Claus wasn't real? Ah, I knew that. He's still real. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) You tell me Santa's not real? Just Strack is preparing for parenting and, early. And before Strack has a, f- a Ken Sharp Flaky, we're going to move on. And the next one, really an all debated one, um, because some people argue he has been the WWF champion, others say no. I'm going to take it from the WWE's point of view, which is no, he has not been the world cha- heavyweight champion. The million dollar man, Ted DiBiase. So I'm going to start with Stephen first. This. Do you agree he was world champion, or do you agree with WWE that he wasn't? Oh, it's not in the record books, man. It's not official, you know. <laughs> he officially was the world heavyweight champion for four house shows. Yeah. So Scott could throw Ross the title in the house, and we say, "Oh, Ross could then go, I'm the champ." Please don't do this because I've already been screwed at the title on a technicality. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. What, Again. We will, what we will do is we'll go to the McLeod's house and we'll take the belt and we'll give it to you. And now you can be champion for eight days. That's fine. No, I- we don't need to talk about the iconic. Cloud Twins you know <laughs> no. iconics of ESSR we can leave them out of this conversation thank you but, uh, DB, <laughs> DB was brilliant he was just oh, he's, I look back and it's just like you think about it like the big matches he was in he never won the belt it's unreal just he was just in the things I mean what was it kicking the balls away from kids you know the actual, not, not, not those balls no, yeah. as in an actual ball an actual football an actual football football whatever the Americans call it but no it's just some of the beach things ball. yeah beach ball the things he did was just I mean who could be that bad a heel that they think I've never been champ I will br- invent my own belt no idea Ross <laughs> how cool was that belt though oh it was oh, great it's the best belt ever I think it's just about kicking the the footballs away from children. <laughs> it's yeah. It, uh, RVD was his first experience with ah, WWE. He was, he, was with D, he was in the DBRZ segment. He, he came out and he's like, "I'll give you money to kiss my feet," and he done it. I don't <laughs> know if he got to keep the money, but no, they actually did get paid backstage. But the whole segment in front of camera was he made them humiliate them and then didn't pay them, but they were paid backstage. Aye, but I mean, the same against Piper. You don't really if you if somebody's that good, that good at like a heel, you do it again. Even that's probably made him even more a worse person. Is he just went, I love that man belt. And I'll just wear it. What was great though is like it must have been felt great because he said this when he got his Hall of Fame induction. He was just like Vince just told me, here's the money, live the gimmick. How cool would that be? Just to be going, here's some money, just go spend it. And like all you have to do is be an asshole to everybody. Have you seen the promo <laughs> for him when when they made the belt for him? Ah, he's when he's oh, in the show. So good when he's in the jewelers. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> First mic comes in one time, where's my belt? It's not ready yet. What do you want in it? He's like, more diamonds, and he does his mad laugh. <laughs> so good. Oh, Derek, give us the laugh, come on. I don't know how to do that, Will. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> that was my attempt, all right, anyway. Um, but some of the other things he done, like when he when he bought number 30 in the Rumble. Yeah. That was amazing. And then the next year he got number one as a punishment and stuff like that. It's, it's it lasted two, it barely lasted two minutes, if you're not right. <laughs> he watched the Iron Man one year, he lasted for 45 minutes. Yeah, I think that might have been nine. It wasn't the year that the title was on the line, because that was the year he got knocked out. Ah. And it must have been a couple of years before it. Like ah. 1990 or something like that. Maybe. I think it was 1990, he lasted 45 minutes, which was the record until, as we know, 
the likes of until Rick the model Martel broke it the year after (laughs) (laughs) as they reminded us every two minutes in the 92 rumble I keep having Rick Rude mixed up Rick Martel and Rick Rude I just keep thinking going what was that again oh aye my brain for a minute goes same person (laughs) no it's not I (laughs) ask well as you were talking about there obviously buying things like that with him you know I love the fact that he tried to buy the title from Hogan um, you know, which Hogan said you'll need to beat me in the ring for it which came to the whole scandal about him technically being champion after uh, Andre the Giant beat Hulk Hogan at uh, let me just double check this here uh, and uh, yep yeah, I've got it here the February 5th edition in 1988 of Superstars of Wrestling for Andre the Giant to forfeit it an hour later to hand it to him Derek could you ever imagine seeing that done today I think it would be pretty funny if I get done today, but you would need a character like DiBiase, and to do it, um, it would be, <laughs> it'd be, it'd be funny. But I think it'd be a bit of an uproar in terms of the fans and stuff. Oh, like that, no, I would, I would pop out my Archer watching that. <laughs> I mean, I might just McMahon, yeah. McMahon coming out and just like imagine Rollins wins at WrestleMania and just comes out and goes, "I'll give you a million dollars to give me that, so I can give it back to Brock." Aye. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got a price. <laughs> See, I think sometimes these days we take things too seriously and we're just like, no, that shouldn't happen at WrestleMania. No, we sh- that shouldn't happen to this belt. And I'm like, do it! It's funny! Do it! No, absolutely. I've seen TL3, like, I f- Daniel Bryan has kind of got a point with this gimmick and the whole fickle thing. Wrestling fans are really fickle and I just kind of feel like Sometimes I don't want to see the spoilers. I just want to watch it and yeah, enjoy it for what it is, exactly. and just being involved. In it. I don't even if I know I know who's going to win. Like we, we discussed previously, I'd Rollins down to win the rumble. I'd Becky down to win the rumble. I knew they were going to win. They did win, but I still enjoyed the match and it still had its pops. I still was entertained, and I think that's what wrestling's really missing now. You know, absolutely. But that belt's hideous. It's absolutely hideous. The hemp belt. If I, if I if he, if he was challenge Daniel Bryan for it and he says you're going to win it, I'd be like good. Go and get the leather one for me. And see when I win, give me that. Can you see that thing? I'm going to rip it in half. It's, I love the AJ Styles comment though. It's like, I oh. think you've been smoking the paraphernalia that came with it. Somebody oh, just thought they'd actually think about it. RD, R, RVD hears there's a hemp belt in WWE. He's coming back. Some, some, somebody came out, um, somebody said something on Twitter about it. They were like, uh, you could imagine the guy who bought the vegan sausage roll from Greg's going out and buying the hemp title to put it in the, the bag going, no vegan. <laughs> <laughs> I, want the, I want the leather belt. <laughs> we quite uh, that's how I think we're good, but I think you're right. You say like sometimes wrestling lacks proper characters. Yeah, yeah. nowadays, and there wasn't even a better one than the Million Dollar Man at that point in time. Yeah, uh, no, definitely. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that's rubbish. <laughs> uh, you said like Bond, but bad there. I could do an evil laugh, just not that one. See how you say that? That's quite disturbing. <laughs> I could do an evil laugh. I could do an evil laugh. Floor's <laughs> yours. <laughs> <laughs> See, there you go. Move on, Alan. Anyway, <laughs> okay, so that's the, f- the five that I just wanted to briefly discuss with the guys here. So now I'm going to turn over to the guys and let's have a chat about who they feel should have been world champion. So I'm going to just start because he's looking at him. Mr. Wilson, let's have a discussion. Oh, we'll I'll play I'll... bingo. If we if we'll, we'll just go to it, we'll just go bingo. Uh, I'll go with Mr. Perfect. Bingo. Yeah, bingo. Oh bingo. my god. That that bit. 
promos for his debut, the, some of the best promo work that's ever been done, just the, over the shot. How long must it took to actually film that? Probably have once. He clearly Probably. wasn't Mr. Perfect if he did it one the time, no. just saying. It was amazing. It, in terms of pure wrestling, again, not many better than Mr. Perfect out there. Mm-hmm. He should have won that 91. Was it 90, the, no, the 1990 Rumble where Hogan eliminated yeah. him? I know that wasn't for the title show of WrestleMania, but who needed that Rumble one? Looking back, who would have needed it more? Hogan yeah. or Perfect? Well, the rumour was Perfect was told to start, you're winning it. That was the case as the match went on. Hogan came out and Hogan told him midway through the match, you're going over, I'm winning. And totally changed it. And apparently when he went back, Vince went absolutely ape. Huh. Went ballistic. And Hogan came up with this new story. And Vince bought it, popped it. I hate Hogan. You talk about great combinations. Uh, Root, uh, not was it um, Perfect and uh, Heenan when they were together. There was a great, there's a great gif for the. It, uh, was it perfect? Throws the towel back. Was and Heenan catches it behind them. Ah. That's a, that's a, <laughs> brilliant. Oh, Bobby Heenan's amazing. But I mean, him as Intercontinental Champion was his match with Bret Hart. Just wow. Oh yes. Yeah. Wow. It was just that's. See what I learned technical wrestling. Watch it. Yeah. Because it was just an amazing, not not one slip up. It was perfect. But well, I don't know how to use that word there. But <laughs> oh, honestly, it was uh, his matches were just incredible. He should have been, should have been. Mm-hmm. Right, excellent, Derek. I'm mm-hmm. going to go with some. I'm going to go with Goldust. Bingo. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. See, particularly when he first came out and the character he had and how like eccentric it was and stuff like that. That was a great heel. And it was a perfect opportunity to put a belt on him mm-hmm. and see him because it was it was like nothing when I was at nothing I'd ever seen before. Mm-hmm. You know, at that age and stuff. I was, Who's this guy coming down? Had the big blonde wig and he took off and he had a crew cut. You're like, whoa, what's going on here? <laughs> um, just everything about him was was brilliant. And the fact that he's been in the WWE for over 20 years mm-hmm. as well and never had the belt on him during that time. And the, the family he comes from yeah. as well, you know, I think he's, you know, it's. He probably should have had it on him, in my opinion. Even when he came back and he had the match against it was Randy Orton when he first uh, came back. Uh, and everybody, the crowd started kept chanting, You still got it. I'm like, this guy, if you'd have put the belt on him, he could still be gone me. Because like, obviously he's the kind of base for guys like the Velveteen Dream. Mm-hmm. You're like, you know, if you see Velveteen Dream you go, There's a lot of gold dust there, a lot. Mm-hmm. And as you say, it was just such a such a character. You didn't expect that me food be Undertaker was brilliant. And stuff like that, and then they had a slight form. Remember the, the tag team with Mankind? He had, he had some and, weird, he did some weird stuff. Aye. Remember, he was, was it the artist formerly known as Goldust? Oh, that was, so, that was brilliant as well. He was with Luna Vachon, and he came out with the blue hair and everything like that. And it was just like, and then he had this kind of, when he was switching back to Goldust type thing, he, it was just a he, slow motion. He's one of the in. guys who, yet again, he can reinvent himself. Because he went to TNA, he became Black Rain, and he kind of jumped a bit back and forth, but you're just, you're like, the guy. He could have done so much with that. Because yeah. you always like to, people say, oh, I do like this. You do. See, when somebody you really hate has got a title, you're choking to see somebody take it off them. And see, every time they, they, they keep the title, you get made angry, but you're actually kind of happy because you're like, oh, I get to see him get leathered a bit more. Bobby Roode was an example in TNA. He held the title, and everybody wanted this title off him. And he kept winning by DQ or hitting somebody a bottle or something. And he kept doing it that way, and you're like, oh! He could have done that. What he was, could have easily done that. What was the gimmick that Goldust had in WCW, the creepy one that they got that they, they nixed at the last minute? The one where they had the promos he was looking at the kids' windows? Oh. <laughs> 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 I 
it was creepy. It was creepy, but he, he, he like he, when he, when they debuted it, he, he came out in this like zipline, this thing, and he just came out going, "No, I'm just I'm just not." I can't remember that. <laughs> Imagine having a nightmare as a kid. You wake up and then you look at your window, and then there's that thing going. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, I don't like that. It's Melina, were you? <laughs> yeah, uh, totally, you're saying, you're saying there as well. Um, even think well, even more recently, when they had the tag match, him and Cody against the Shield, and everyone thought Cody is going to carry him through this, and he probably had to carry Cody more Aye. through. And it, I've, I'm not a fan of tag matches, as you all well know, but that was some match when you look back at that. Mm-hmm. So, they, totally agree. He's on a list here, I've got as well. So I absolutely, for me, should have been the champion at some point. Um, Stack, we come to you next. Uh, Who have you got? Uh, well, I've got quite a few lists, but we're, all, we're going again, aye. Aye, aye. We're going again. again. First one, I'd say Landstorm. Yeah. Landstorm really should have been, because when he was in WCW, he had the US title and changed it to the Canadian title. He had the Hardcore title and changed it to the Hardcore Canadian title. And then he had, was it the Lightweight, the the Cruiserweight yeah, title. Yeah, different at that point. And he, he changed that to the Canadian Cruiserweight title. And it was brought, he'd it, it it done the whole kind of attention for a moment in the middle of the ring. Like, kind of license then the new. And he kept getting interrupted. And then you'd watch his matches and you're like, ah, these are absolutely outstanding matches. He did like the most ultimate heel thing, probably at that point in time when he was with Team Canada recruiting Hacksaw Jim Duggan. <laughs> to Team Canada. <laughs> It was just like, oh no. That's the worst he could do ever. <laughs> Mr. America himself. <laughs> but this is the thing I feel bad for. I mean, he was, he was getting to his peak when WCW was collapsing. And he came to WWE, they put my mic awesome, didn't really go anywhere, and he done that horrible Team Canada way Christian and Test. And that was just an absolute letdown. But then they done the ECW one night stand, you had them against Chris Jericho, and everybody kind of went, Oh, he was really good. It's like, yes, he was really good, but blame booking. Yeah, I mean, he, he was. Well, he won the tag titles with Regal. I mean, on paper, what a team that is. Regal mm. and Storm. And it, they, they did a few times where they tried to make him, like, funny in charismatic. And it just looked, it just, just let the guy go out and fight. He's a, he's a, he's a machine. Although the, one of the best things he did was it the first one night stand when he turned on Jericho. Aye. The, it's like this was meant to be like his last match, and he had to cheat to win it. That was great, but a booking if, if they kind of kept that going, find a way to keep that going as opposed to him just obviously tiring. You just think part of this, you've got a match against William Regal and Lance Stormage. Walk up and go, you guys plan the match. Just tell me what you want to do today, and I'll just sit here quietly. Because <laughs> you're, you're not going to go that time. Oh, I think we should do this. Because turn around, look at you, you go, I'll shut up now. It's the, it, honestly, it's just I. I yeah, again, I kind of hope WCW had went a bit longer because I do think WCW would have given the title. I think they would have. See the wrestling observer, they both know the most underrated wrestling in 2001. So I think he's ever in the world. I would say he's level par with technical ability, like Bret Hart, and. Can you mention Ben Wan this? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he obviously came to train for the same way, but I think Landstorm's ability was kind of the same as. Like Chris Jericho, Chris Benoit, Bret Hart, even Eddie Guerrero, it was so fluent, and it wasn't really any like stut- stutters in these matches. He always thought of something, so I just, I just don't understand how he didn't get used that much. He had an Intercontinental title on WWE, didn't he? Uh, I think so. Mm-hmm. And then that was it. By the tag title, but oh well, good shout, you actually. <laughs> no, you thought that. 
Uh, right, so we'll quickly go around and get another one each. Here we go, somebody. Go back to you, Stevie. Uh, kind of strike with similar one strikes out of Dean Malenko. Technical oh, ability. See, I thought of him, but he's too short. He's the actually on WWE's webpage on this topic. He, I think, came in 12th. He was at a thousand and how was a thousand one? Man of a thousand holds. Man of a thousand holds. Jericho is a man of a thousand one. The original list. <laughs> the big scroll. Oh, Tip Clonelli was great. I mean, he kind of was overshadowed a wee bit when, when they came with the Radicals. Because mm-hmm. you look at the gallery, you get Eddie and Benoit, they kind of were the two ones that broke away. Him and Perry Saturn were kind of the leeway, but yeah. him and he held up that light heavyweight division, something awful. I was going to say, the, the, the WCW Cruiserweight scene is. I know there's a lot of lucha guys in there, but he is—he was the—I'd say he was the backbone because he had matches against Eddie, Rey Mysterio, Ultimo Dragon, and you looked at some of them, and you're like, oh, wow! It's, it's when WWE kind of share it on their page and go, oh, this day, Dean Malenko took on this, and you do instantly go, oh, I need to watch that because it's just such so good matches. Mm. It's kind of like a NXT back then. Mm, no, absolutely, couldn't agree more. Derek, you said one to me the other day, privately, which I thought was a great shout. Was that, um... Yes. 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 <laughs> what, Shark Boy? I couldn't remember who it was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I do not remember talking about it. Uh, uh, Jake Snake Roberts. Yeah. Bingo. Um, yeah, <laughs> We spoke about... That was my snake. It <laughs> <laughs> looked like Baby Shark. Can I get a boomerang off that so that the listeners can know what we Um... It's sort of like um, the way that Piper, that Piper was, you know, I don't feel like he, he technically needed the belt to be mm-hmm. over because he was such a good as a, so good as a heel and then when he, when he turned as well, baby face, he was still really good as, yeah. as that as well. You know, he had a lot of good um, feuds he brought. Uh, one of the ones that I always remember was when he, him and Savage had the match and he, the snake bit Savage. Um, is, that a Survivor, is that a Survivor series? Um, may have been round about that time. Yeah, I'm sure it was a survival mm-hmm. and it was oh, it was just amazing to see and you know what this guy's a, a legend as well and the fact that he never had a belt as well I think's up there the same as Piper and you know stuff like that's a bit of a travesty that he never had it. Yeah, no, absolutely couldn't agree more. Strack, are you time for one more? <sighs> see I'm thinking two here, but I'm kinda like you one in honour of Ross McLeod, but at the same time I don't. So I'll just fling two in there. Billy going to next pack. Uh, As I said, day two. That, that's because the thing is, it annoyed me when they said the next pack never really made it to be world champion because he's too small. He's six foot one. How is that too small? I'm a, I'm a hobbit then. I'm five foot eight. <laughs> so I, I don't get that people say that. Oh, he's because he was always we associated in that Kane Undertaker big show that feud. I kept putting the guys to look like small. I but, was like, all these guys are seven foot. No one's gonna look small. <laughs> Triple H is 6'4 and you're like he's a hate of a normal man <laughs> <laughs> but I him and it's obviously Billy Gunn Billy Gunn should have kind of made it to the top there but for whatever reasons he didn't did get there became the one and then the one that got away yeah well again great suggestions there um, we'll pick up that a bit later but now we're just going to roll on to our break uh, before our next discussion I'm going to leave you with the intro into Raw's own Back in five. This is the high flying, death defying, mass sensation, Lucha DS, and you're listening to Eat, Sleep, Simplex Retweet. And now, ladies and gentlemen, may I direct your attention to the Titantron as we play a video tribute to Owen Hart. Last night, a tragic accident took the life of Owen Hart. 
he was 34. There are no words that can express the profound sorrow felt today by so many of us who knew and loved this very special human being. Fans throughout the world shared a small portion of Owen's life through his various ring personas, but to know Owen Hart, the human being, was pure joy. Owen loved this business and loved to entertain both in it and out of the ring. He was a consummate performer and a legendary prankster. In the extended family of professional wrestlers, respect does not come easily and is not taken lightly. Owen Hart had that respect. He was more than just one of the boys. Owen Hart was a friend and a brother to all. Our locker room and our lives will never ever be the same again. A loving son, brother, uncle, husband, and father. Owen is survived by his wife Martha, his son Oge, and daughter Athena. Our prayers go out to them and the entire Hart family with heavy hearts and the deepest of sympathies for his family. We say goodbye. If the legacy of a man's life is measured by the lives he's touched and how much he has loved, then a big piece of Owen Hart will live on in all of us. Finally, The Rock has come back to St. Louis! It's with great pride that the most electrifying man in sports entertainment can come here tonight and entertain you. Now having said that, The Rock knows that you want him to kick his Rudy This is your night, and damn it, you know The Rock loved you like no other. So it's with great pleasure that The Rock, along with the millions and millions of The Rock's fans, dedicate the people's elbow to you tonight. One time, Oge, if you Hi, I'm Anastasia, and you're listening to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Welcome back, and a huge thank you to the high-flying, death-defying, mass-sensation Blitcher DS for being the voice of this week's show. Check out our interview with him on iTunes, Spotify, and all good Android podcasting sites. So, we briefly discussed some of the panel's picks of superstars that should have been top of the mountain, but never made it. Now I'm going to go over some of the listeners' picks. So, I've had a lot of people say a lot of the same people. Um, I'm, again, thank you for all your input. It's really greatly appreciated. But I'm going to pick out a few people who have mentioned ones that maybe others haven't. So, I'm going to come to Marco Piva first, who came out of China. Mm. Now, I don't know, but I think China, the WWF champion, would have been fantastic in 20 plus she years. Briefly had, she was China. briefly the number one contender before SummerSlam 99. That's right. 
I mean, it was meant to be Hod versus was Mankind. No, was it Mankind? No, Hod versus Austin, sorry. And they switched the title match about five times in the space of three weeks. Mm. Where they end up being Mankind, Triple H, and Austin. But no, yeah. that would have been, been interesting. That, absolutely. Um, I think she could, ha- she could hang with the guys. Yeah, as we've seen in the Royal Rumble 99, she, I think she'd have been. She wouldn't have been out of place with the title at all. No, no. I think she'd have been brilliant. And as we've just seen, she's been 20 years ahead of her time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's big, big story, obviously, about Nia Jax coming out at number 30, fighting in the Men's Rumble this year. You know, China. Uh, so I'm only booing because she took our troops' place. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. He's got gold now. He got compensation. He got compensation. He's got a mid card. Fine. Yeah. So I totally get. I think she would have been brilliant. Um, Mark Leslie. He came up with the Ravishing Rick Rude. Again, I think he'd been a great heel champion. Yeah. Yourself, Derek. Definitely. hundred percent. He'd have been amazing. Everything about Rick Rude at that early early nineties state. He was amazing. You know the fact he. He loved himself so much he had his own face on his on his trunks. Tells you everything about him. <laughs> He's unreal. I love him. Was it yeah. what, was, whose, whose wife did they have on it again? Uh, was it not Miss Elizabeth? Yeah, do you on it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, Ooh, yeah. Yeah, 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 Aye, it's a brilliant show, actually. Because he's match, he's match, match, man. It's kind of, it's a staple of wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's just one of the matches you'd actually want to get bored of watching. <laughs> it's finished. Rewind. Play again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the guy really could do anything. Like he was totally entertaining, fantastic character, an absolute brilliant shout. This one here was actually very, very popular with uh, a couple of other panellists, uh, Mr. Ross McLeod and also Mr. Gary Kernhan. Viscera! Oh, for goodness. Next! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. It's yeah. just wind up stack, but come on, Viscera. No. So Don't who is it? Ross? No. And Gary. Gary. Hey, two Gary. super kicks coming their way. <laughs> <laughs> You've been warned. So, just what we're talking about, I've got a list here of some. Uh, again, this could go on forever so many different superstars you could talk about this is just a list of some of them that have came up in my, my research J.V. Elisa Arn Anderson George the Animal Steel the Honky Tonk Man which I found really surprising because he had like, the longest intercontinental reign mm-hmm. you know he'd have been a solid champion Chief J. Strongbow uh, we also had Greg the Hammer Valentine Jesse the Body Ventura William Regal which he's been mentioned briefly but not as a champion uh, we had the Tanka. Uh, we also had Mr. Wonderful Pornondorf, Rikishi, Marty Janetti, Lex Luger, who growing up was my favourite because he was the most ripped man I'd ever seen in my puff. <laughs> Jerry, the King Lawler, people seem to forget that one as well. King Kong Bundy, Bob Orton, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Peter Mayavia, and uh, Jimmy Superfly Snooker, Vader, and Harley Race are just some of the other names of. Superstars that have been champion. I mean, yeah. you look back, that is some lineup who's stellar. never reached an out and top. Stellar. Absolutely stellar. What about Michael Cole? Why? Some defeated at WrestleMania. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fine then. That's worse than Viscera. <laughs> <laughs> and on that bombshell, I'm going to move on. <laughs> so, um, another one that's been mentioned quite a lot, and I want to do a big discussion on it because. It is another fiercely debated article. And again, one of the listeners that suggested it, Gary Morris, thank you very much, is Owen Hart. 
So I'm just going to open up the panel, see if we can get a bit of a discussion debate going here. Owen Hart, the tragedy never struck, would he have been the WWF slash WWE champion? I'll start with you, Stevie. See, it's more the fact that I don't think they would have ever given it given him it at that point in time because he was quite he was they had him as like a mid-carder he was quite solid in them he was meant to win Intercontinental title but I do think he should have won it at some point in time I think my perfect scenario is I think they should have found a way to get that belt on him for Wrestlemania 10 and could you imagine of him versus Brett main event in that Wrestlemania for the title and Brett, and Brett, Brett beats him for the belt or even some way of maybe Owen takes it off, took it off him at SummerSlam in the cage match. Some that feud that is it that world title to be on it, and it should that having that WrestleMania they could have got him on it somewhere that type of side. Mm-hmm. But he was he was so underrated. The, the company underrated him so much because he would, in my opinion, because he was Brett's brother. Yeah, if Brett wasn't there, I think he could have had so much more success. Uh, I 100% agree with Stephen I've never said that before buddy Hunter um, <laughs> it's quite hard to say <laughs> oh, the ground shook there the ground shook there oh my judgement was telling me not to say that um, my but... man's telling me no <laughs> yeah, no 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 songs for that man um, I totally agree I think the like the ideal opportunity for it would have been the Brett feud you know like, like Stephen said if you know if they two were fighting for the title it would have been epic it would have been, but like like Stephen said as well, I don't think um, WWE and Vince um, rated them enough or valued them. Sorry, I would mm-hmm. say valued them um, as much. Um, and I'm I was, I'm unsure if he would have been the champion if you know obviously Dragon didn't strike. Mm-hmm. Okay, no problem. Stack, what about yourself? <sighs> See, it's hard to tell because they kept Owen when Brett and Bulldog and Jim all left to go to WCW. And they kind of gave him actually a decent push because he had the feud with Triple H, but it kind of carried into the feud with Austin and Michaels and Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie and Outlaws. Um, and they kind of kept it going that way. And so then they kind of went the whole um, feud with like Ken Shamrock, Steve Blackman. Um, he actually had a wee feud with Edge when he first started coming into it. Mm-hmm. Then they done the whole Blue Blazer thing, which obviously caused the tragedy, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know because in, in Vince's batshit crazy booking it, it could have went either way it honestly could have he might have done that and then they maybe sent him away for a while brought him back and he, he, he could have maybe because he was his matches were solid he, he had matches with like Shawn Michaels Triple H and he had a, a lot of matches with guys who are new and world champ like Edge and he had a lot of matches with guys who have made it to the top so it's not a case of he wasn't good enough. It was either A, they didn't want to pull the trigger because he got Brett done, or they had the plan for it, obviously just never got the chance to put it in place. It was interesting the fact that you say they kept him at that point in time. I mean, was there a particular reason why they kept him? You know? He was apparently still under contract. Um, and they didn't see a great... This is, this is what I've read. I don't know if it's true, because the internet's full of facts. Um it was they didn't see really a great loss in losing the Bulldog and Jim they obviously didn't want to lose Brett but that was out of their choice they wanted to keep Owen because they knew Owen would be solid and still entertaining mm-hmm. and that's why they kept Owen Owen wanted to go he did and ask they all, all wanted to go but mm-hmm. they said no and then apparently then he says I'll give you the European title and have a feud with Triple H and 
build up that way. Kind of did. I mean, the match we're having Triple H at WrestleMania, the whole China being handcuffed to Sergeant Slaughter because she kept interfering, the way he lost and stuff, it was really entertaining. But then they put him in the Nation of Domination. It was, that which was just weird. Especially at that point in time in the Nation. Maybe if they'd done it, see if they'd done it like maybe the year before, it would have made a bit more sense because the Nation that weren't fully that type of the same nation they were then. Do you know what I kind of blame it for? And I'm like, this can't be the, the true thing, but it might be. See when you see Eminem first coming into the music scene, and mm. he was like, with Dre and all the other guys, like, and he's the only obviously white guy there. I don't know if WWE thought, oh, we could do that, and that would be edgy for us. And I'm like, it just doesn't make any sense. It just does not make any sense. Varuk's left, and The Rock doesn't really care, so it's not really the nation of domination. It's just a couple of guys hanging about together trying to make a statement. It just didn't. It didn't have the original feel with the nation so it just you're like I don't even know what to do which was sad yeah no absolutely I mean my personal point of view is I don't think he ever would have been champion uh, basically and I know a lot of fans don't like this but I think looking from what Vince's train of thought was back at the time aesthetically he just didn't have the look or some people say he just didn't have the mind skills and the charisma to pull over uh, which I also think it. but also there's another aspect for me is when you look back, and I was talking earlier about the Heart Legacy, the Heart Foundation, I feel that held them back slightly because obviously with Brett being the champion and the main guy then, and then you had sort of Nighthawk kind of tagging with either Bulldog or Owen, he was never going to be that sort of push. And then obviously with the whole Hearts, as you say, going to WCW, that was that he was tied and he was solid mid-carder, which he absolutely was. Aye. And probably... Arguably one, if you talk on a technical basis, one of the top ten of all time. Oh yeah, 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 uh, ab- absolutely. But you know, that's my opinion. I mean, what do you think, Steve? Do you think I think? No, I think they they had him perfectly as a he had he suited that kind of mid card role. He was good at it. You know, you always find with the mid card that a good mid card is somebody who's solid. You know, they're not, they're not the character maybe not flashy. They might not be amazing, but they're absolutely solid. And they should not give you a bad match because they should be the one that kind of holds up before the main event type idea. If you're going old school, Owen was always that kind of reliable guy, so you can understand why they kind of kept him at that type of level. And but the, there was there was obviously they must must have been something about them they didn't see, which is why they was just kept there. You know, maybe the Blue Blazer thing could have been that. You know, maybe that was the kind of thing they could have pushed them up to the top you know I mean mm. similar to Mankind obviously uh, Mick Foley you know gave him the Mankind character and that was his push you know so yeah. it might have been something to do with that I don't know but ah, but then they checked him out the Cactus, Di- Cactus Jack thing and that gave him another wee bit of like, the match with him and Triple H at No Way Out mm-hmm. that made it he's like he's all when you get fired Mankind what is it Mankind's already to face you but I know a guy it is Aye. and he came out as Cactus Jack and he went mental and what happened they'd maybe done that with Owen if he says Blue Blazer isn't going to beat you for that title and stripped half and his hard gear on, people would have melted. That would have been awesome. Oh, that would have been just. You'd have probably just peed yourself and blacked it. No one's selling that order. <laughs> well, eh. Uh... <laughs> I can also feel for having an annoying big brother as well. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> you mean the charismatic, well respected? <laughs> No, I just annoy him. That's my tag team partner. You leave him alone. Exactly. You'll be going for a table in a minute. <laughs> you realise we have a picture to come up with the tag titles. Derek right. still doesn't uh, let it go. Uh, I, 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 I was gassed that day. I see you. Me and me and Quack are going for a difficult. Because of that. How's the counselling going? <laughs> it's getting there. Getting there. It's, it's like that point where the Dudleys get split up by the draft. 
<laughs> so, Quack is going to be like religious and. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just going to have a. He's going to break. Just show a brick house behind him. Alan's the, the Batista to this to this whole thing, Thanks you know. Much. <laughs> and uh, Ga- uh, Gary's um, Spike Dudley. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. That's <laughs> Well, I we guess what we know, guys getting renamed in the group chat in the show. Right, well, we've had a good chat about one heart, so I'm looking to go into the last sort of part of the show. We're looking to discuss the current superstars that may fall into this category. Uh, I've left us quite a bit of time to talk about this because, again, there's so many in there. And basically, I'm looking to have a discussion with you, so who do you think is going to be in this category? Now, I'll start off with. My biggest two fears is Galloway, also known as McIntyre, and Elias. Guys, what's your thoughts? Elias, who seems to be flip-flopping like the big show in terms of heel and face at the yeah, moment. Yeah, uh, yeah. was Royal Rumble a heel turn? Yeah, because he he, he they pretty much had him as a heel on Raw. Yeah. Kind of like with Rusev. Rusev's now a heel. Yeah. yeah. Which is weird. It's not working. I, I think Elias, I think you may be right on Elias, I think Drew will win it at some point mm-hmm. I can't really say it. Elias I think is going to fall into that kind of mid card kind of joke eventually yeah. well kind of well in saying that I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people that would have said that a couple of years ago about Bray Wyatt then look what happened I suppose you know but yeah. you can only go so far with it. you can only go so far with a drifter gimmick unless he changes his character a bit more you know aye, aye I think that's but it's working it's great I like it yeah but now he's the shift back to heel really yeah. I mean he's feuding with Jarrett in 2019 I will be honest I do prefer him as a heel but still it's the way it does it it's not the best no, no. that's the thing it's just mm-hmm. but I, I, I don't think we're going to have the fear with Drew no I think Drew's going to win at some point mm-hmm. um, down the line um, definitely I'm, I'm a bit worried about when I seen you know the whole Jeff Jarrett Elias thing I was you know worried I was like I don't think this is going to work well for him at all I don't think it's the right place for him to go yeah. Um, aye, so I don't. I don't think he'll. After seeing that story, I don't think he'll. I hopefully I'm proved wrong, but I don't think he'll. he'll do it. What were you saying? <sighs> See, the, the Elias thing, I'm kind of like. Maybe just came on a boil because, as you say, you gave him the match with Seth Rollins for that Continental. It was really, really good. But I'm not happy. Maybe I gave him it to see how he goes. If it, if the people are not taking to it, he's not really carrying it. Just drop it back to Rollins. Done. No problem. You you tried it. Let's face it. People have held on a Cornell title. It's not going to be the worst name on the list, like Ezekiel Jackson. So <laughs> I'm not that was pointless. Oh, he was on my list as well. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> scoring that one out. But, um, Delete. <laughs> but I, no, it's just it's a weird one, Hank. Yeah, I mean, for me. I, th- I thought it was definitely for his category. This is, he actually gave me an idea for this show at WrestleMania last year because he thought, right, he's coming out. Maybe there's going to be a big pop and seen a squash with him. And then, what, two minutes later, seen a squash with Taker. And that ruined the big moment. And then the Rumble coming out number one, I thought, right, maybe he's going to be the Iron Man this year. He did not bad at 15 minutes, but kind of was expecting more from, mm. and as you see, the heel gimmick now is just. I think he's lost, and I think creative a loss for him, and I think it's a shame. Mm-hmm. But I pray McIntyre definitely gets a shot because yeah, if, if if he doesn't, I think he would be. If this show was done again, say five, ten years time, he would be the greatest name on it. 
I think they'll give them universal. I don't mm-hmm. see them getting them a WWE. Well, I see Ghost of Smash, but I expect them to be one of the top titles and one of the top yeah. two shows. Mm-hmm. If not by the end of this year, certainly by the end of next year. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, so, um, what about yourself, Stephen? Is there any other superstars you can think of? See, I'm going to throw a name in there purely because of his, his longevity and the fact that he's never been at least given a major chance at it, apart from maybe once. It's quite a shame. I'm going to go with Kofi Kingston. Mm-hmm. I think you look at the point where Kingston was feuding with Randy Orton and that was their chance to make a new star because that point it was the point where he was wrecking Orton's car and that type of stuff I mean the vandalising of it it was great it was a different side of Kofi because it was before obviously the U-Day stuff and he was purely just that you know Ganyan Jamaican whatever they Ganyan thank you sorry I'm sorry I'm offended you clucking whatever he when they changed it, obviously, like nationality and that type of stuff, he was just seen like, like then he became like the guy who just flopped the IC title and the US title every month. They had a chance for him, and to think of the stuff that they've had, he's, he's done in the company. It's mm. a shame that he's never at least had at least a brief run with that belt. <laughs> Considering, well, he's never going to win the Royal Rumble match. I think that's obvious. He is yeah. a gimmick of the Rumble. Yeah, he is, yeah. but he's, he's never going to win it because mm. obviously he does the thing and then comes in and gets struck back out. Mm. So it's a, it's a shame. I think that t- that. Chance that one the Orton was the chance to at least give him like have a go with him because obviously they were in the bit of times where Jeff Hardy won the belt so yeah they could have threw Kofi King even sit as the strikes in the lies in the IC title give him it for a couple a month or two if it wasn't working put the belt back on Orton mm-hmm. it's just a shame you know because he is immensely talented and he's proved to the UD how charismatic he is yeah 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 totally agree with him. Um, just weird how he lost his accent halfway through that though as well, didn't he? When he was when he was wrestling. Um but I think it's a good shout. Um I wouldn't have be, I wouldn't actually have thought of him in terms of that situation. Um but I definitely worth a shout. Start. I've got I think you guys should have known who are gonna make it and I've got a list longer than Meryl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, you just look at some guy I, I, you see you see me on but Twitter and you're seeing me on like Facebook just to, like tweet at the guys just ask for your release because <laughs> you watch them and you're going like when they were in NXT they were so amazing and they had brilliant matches and then they come into the main roster and they just get Nakamura's one of them I could just see you just going and Nak- Nakamura is something just be like come on no, I just you've got Nakamura I'm going to break people's hearts here Sami Zayn it's going to be one of them. Um, that's what I'm saying. You just you get so many pick for you like that. So many good guys. So many. Bobby Roode, which I'm gutted at, but I don't think he'll, they'll ever give him. Because no. they don't know what to do with him. Well, I'm like, there's, there's plenty you can do. You just don't know how to do it. Yeah, especially when you think when he was put up from NXT into the SmackDown or stuff, Triple H was planning to make him the heel guy for that show. He was going to be the guy. And it never happened. Now he has that annoying guy following him about all the time with wearing his jackets. But that's the thing. He also known as the Ameri- he's also known as the American Ross McLeod. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ross doesn't have Chad Gable's ability. Who are we kidding? No, but it's like when, when Bobby Roode was in TNA, he was the longest reigning TNA champion, mm. and so he, he remade himself, became the it factor of professional wrestling, and had brilliant matches. And then he came to NXT. Had the feud Banaka, which was really good, and then you're like, ah, right, well, if he goes to the main roster, and obviously with his theme song and the way he is, we'll make him a heel, but the fans are like, no, we, we don't want him to be a heel. Fine, make him a face. And make him one of the guys that you, you, you have a title that people are loving that he's got a title, 
and you're terrified anybody's got to take it off him. Just on it. You just, oh. I, I need to stop, I'm going on a complete run again. <laughs> Fair enough, Bill. I've had an odd cheer. Mr. J. Yes. It's got, I've got to go with my boy, our Trizzle, our Truth. No. Although he's won <laughs> NWA World's Champion, look, the guy still consistently gets big pops and it's got a big buy-in from a lot of people, including myself. I'm a big R-Truth fan. Yes, he does just did win the US title this week, but my God, he, he he's a great character, a great guy, always gets a reaction no matter what he's doing. Even when he had a, a rubbish heel turn, people still reacted to him and Little Jimmy and all that stuff. He's just I wouldn't character. say it was a rubbish heel turn, I thought it was quite a good heel turn. It was a good heel turn, but the character after it wasn't the best, let's be honest. Yeah, let's be honest. The, the whole spiders and kind of fight it was just a bit weird but I, I just I love the guy truth for me yeah, my um, other one you're gonna look at me like this um, Zack Ryder and I'll tell you why look at uh, look at my, <laughs> no no right okay you 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 you, you, you strike you, you, me you. a big look and I'll testify to this oh my god I just said testify <laughs> yeah. 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 yes oh my god. Oh my the lord god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna Batista <laughs> I'm gonna have a long shower tonight <laughs> oh we bet you are <laughs> it'll be my annual one anyway <laughs> Zack Ryder he came out Monday Night Raw with Kurt Hawkins right Again, got a massive reaction, bigger than the Revival's reaction, I must add. Much, much bigger. When they won the Intercontinental Championship in that ladder match at WrestleMania, although it was for one day, the reaction he got, even at Stone Cold Steve Austin, a backstage scene, long time coming, he's always had a huge buy-in from the crowd. And if you look at some of the World Heavyweight Champions or whatever that's had that, like there's people that haven't had the best of careers but have always had like a big reaction and they've been world champion why not Zack Ryder? Ironically he's only waiting on that title and he's a Grand Slam champion yeah, Really? He's won the, wow. He won the USIC in the tag So he's only waiting on either Universal or the WWE title on that Sammy's Grand Slam There you go So I, actually I'm quite with you and I think again don't make you bring up the aesthetics but you think about the way McMahon thinks He's kind of going to look. Mm-hmm. You know, he's going to look at him, but he's not going to be a physically imposing champion, at least a Batista Lesnar. But yeah, he's going to look and he's, he's fairly decent in the ring as well. Yeah, he's, no, he could go and, and he's, he's, been, he's been in the WWE for a long time. Yeah. And he's got the charisma. Look, yeah. he's the internet champion for a number of years as well. Still <laughs> <That laughs> is. Uh, <laughs> he never lost. He carried that and he carried the momentum to get a US title shot and win the US title. Mm-hmm. That was all from a gimmick done in his own time online. Mm-hmm. You know. Fair play, no, I think it's a fantastic show. Thank you. Yeah, can, can I mention something? Of course you can do. Um, Strack sort of mentioned them there, but Nakamura. Yeah. This guy's going to... I'm really worried that he's going to fall fall away. You know, he was last year's Rumble winner. Yep. Massive. And then compared a year later, he's on the pre-show. It's mental. It's crazy how, how far away he's, he's went. He's longer than Rumble either. No, he didn't. Right. He eliminated Kurt Angle. But the one thing is, was Kurt Angle was a last-minute replacement for Zack Ryder. So they probably just went, Kurt, you're doing what Ryder was doing, just for the big pop. Aye. Yeah. And it's going to be Not very much. A, it's going to be such a shame that he's going to go down this this path that looks like WWE are taking him down now, where he's, yeah. you know, the US champ, where he, you know, he should be challenging 
I think for the belt constantly, and he's, he's, he's not going to be able to. I think he's going to end up leaving soon. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing with Nakamura. Like, seeing you really look, look realistically, like, seeing you look at WrestleMania card, and you kind of think, right, Rollins versus Lesnar, that could be fun. And then you look and go, right, who can Daniel face? Because you go, he's faced AJ. Orton's been in the main event in the title picture so many times, we don't care. You've got, who else is in that? The, the Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy, you've got Ray. Ray could be decent, but is he really. You've, the outside bet probably is Mustafa Ali, but is he ready nah. for it? But I mean, really imagine yet. at WrestleMania, I know they could need it two years in a row, but Daniel Bryant versus Nakamura. And if they were allowed to do what they want, no, no planned match, but oh, just this and just do that. They were, if it was like an NXT planned match, it's like, listen, go and just discuss it and date yourselves and bring the Houston absolutely tear this place apart. You know for a fact you get a five star match like that, done. Mm-hmm. But you should say, I think he's just going to go like that. I'm out. I'm done. Yeah, I, like I, think he's, I think he's. I think he. Could, he won't make the year. I think he'll be good. He'll walk. And I yeah. think he's going to be one of the greatest in this list. Unless WWE pull the finger out and do something, because the popular was when he was announced as sign. It showed you that actually that picture earlier on. They called it the NXT Five. There was him, Balor, Owens, Zayn, and Tommy. No, it was, uh, uh, he wasn't in the five. The five is no, the, no, the, the, the five is KO. It was KO, Atami, Bala, Neville, and Zayn. Yeah. Nakamura was after. Yeah, Most of the yeah, yeah. Nakamura, was, yeah, Nakamura was, kind of followed that. There's another one, Neville. Yeah, you know, and yeah. you look at that and you think the pop, the, the buzz about it. Like, here we go, we Nakamura finally wins NXT down and he comes up and you're like, you're a dancer. We get the dream match at last year's WrestleMania and then. Yep, that's it. And that's exactly how it's went. The thing about it is you can you look at that NXT roster, we can go through so many in the NXT roster. Mm-hmm. I mean, probably the one the best one that currently there at the moment I personally think will never get there's Johnny Gargano. See this is what me and Sarah talk about in the NXT podcast. See when people go, Oh, I can't wait to come to the main roster, I'm lad don't. No. It's no. like Adam Sandler and Billy Madsen. It's like stay here. Stay as long as you can. <laughs> because they go, oh, come to main roster. I'm like, why? You get rude. Well, yeah. You, you kind of look at some of them and you kind of think, some of them might get done okay. I've got high hopes for Dream. I think they might actually have a decent idea they to would, use. Uh, the writers would not know what the to way do. I think he'd never get high They would card. not have a clue. Maybe Adam Cole. Uh, yeah, I think he's I think lost he, the shuffle. I think he's a heel, and unless he had like a uh, undisputed era behind him and helping him. Yeah, but he's gone up solo. Yeah. But there's... See, there is so many from NXT's history, the guys that are still there. I mean, Tyler Breeze, look at him at NXT, he was amazing. I love when he went back and took on Ricochet. Aye, Brilliant ex- match. Exactly. Because Ricochet's one that could be in that match. There's so many in that back NXT in history. Five Live. Aye, with Kushida, when he comes from New Japan, probably. Been a great match, but it's on 205 Live. It's honestly, it's so worrying. That that's, I keep saying this, WWE have such a big talent pool. They should be wrecking TNA, ROH, New Japan, even AOE when it, uh, e, EW when it comes. They shouldn't have any fear in any competition because the guys that they've got. But see right now, everybody's like, ah, not interested in WWE because it's no, they're no, they're no deliver. Well, one of the bright sparks probably on that one is the fact that if you look at the Rumble match, there was so many, there was a lot more NXT guys than yeah. there was past talent. I mean, the, the, between the two matches, you only had Jarrett and Angle, and they were in there for a total of like less than five minutes combined mm. so that could give you a bit of an idea they maybe have some sort of plans to use the NXT guys better but as you say Strick from the past it's hard to get optimistic yeah. when it's probably took them what maybe three years to do something decent with Balor that you might think 
he's getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. But look at 1990, like 1998 to like 2000. You had the same kind of six guys in rotation for the title, and they always kept it interesting. And people were like, oh, that's amazing, can't wait to see this, can't wait to see this. But yet now, you could pick out probably 12 or 15 guys who could be in the world title picture, and are anywhere near it? No. And they will they be? Half of them probably won't be. No. Joe, Joe, that's another one I've got to say. Joe, some more Joe. He should be Universal Champion or WWE Champion by now. And is he going to be? No. He'll probably, uh, he's another one, I, think, I agree with you, Wilson, at the end of the year. He'll probably add just let him go. He's an incredible heavyweight champion TNA. Oh, you know, he was a great heel champion, he was also a great face champion with the main event Mafia, aye. with Sting, with Angle, and then eventually added Magnus, who's also known as Nick Aldis. You know, that, they were, he was really, really good within that, and that, to end that, you had to be a world champion. Samoa Joe's initial TNA run when he was the when he had the X Division, and it was him, Daniels, and AJ Styles. Oh, it's, yeah. some oh. of the best, it's some of the best wrestling yeah. you've ever seen in your life, and it was a point like just after they had that freeway Unbreakable, aye. where he battered Christopher Daniels even though they were both heels it and just it was just leathered them it was just it was just such a vicious I mean obviously the Simone submission machine mm-hmm. he's just so vicious and you've seen sides of that in his WWE run but you just don't feel like it's going to quite get there you know I mean I think he's currently with Mustafa Ali in a feud I think they two could probably have good matches if they're given the time but there's, but there's, there's, there's the perfect example Mustafa Ali that's mm-hmm. a he's Daniel Bryan and outstanding so I, do you know what I'm, I'm terrified I'm like please put me on please please let me be on Almas yeah. yeah yeah if he is not WWE champion I'd, I'd just get up with WWE but now known as Andrade Andrade <laughs> honestly but you see his match against Gargano at TakeOver mm-hmm. you seen him against Alistair Black and then you see his match with just Ray, recently with Ray, Ray. Yeah. I mean you're like ah, come on seriously series up, that looks like it's going to continue as well I'm, I'm I'd have him every week I'm black for the next 52 weeks Famous Dio vs. Elvis. I'll be happy cool. with that. I'm happy with that. <laughs> See that powerbomb off the top rope? That was amazing. Oh, yeah. The, the lift up uh, into the Canadian uh, Destroyers. Ah, 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 ah. is having I need a, a towel. <laughs> <laughs> but no, there's, just, there's so many guys and we could do this list for ages, but it's just. The sad thing is, it's going to happen. It's, we're going to. We can do this list in 10 years' time again. Yeah. Before I stop living. <laughs> wow! No, I'm sure you thought about that. Uh, Quack, you said you've got another one. Yeah, um, I've got Rusev. I'm yes. going to say that. I another Rusev is one. Cesaro. Oh, yeah. There's a Some good one. That's a that's a cracking one. Cesaro, Sami Zayn, NXT. Some of the best wrestling you'll ever see here in your, in your life. Why do you think these guys aren't getting the push? Is it because? Again, I hate to bring up, but we know how Vince thinks. Is it the aesthetics? These guys just don't have the look. Is it their mic skills? They don't feel they've got the charisma? Or is it the fact that the man just doesn't think they're actually good wrestlers? I mean, what is it you think is holding these I guys he's back? He's stuck in his old ways. Yep. See, yep. see, if you look at NXT, what these guys are allowed to do and what they can do under Triple H, it sleeps and bounds above WWE. And I said this, when did Randy Orton debut in WWE? 2002. 2002. So in three years... He has been in WWE for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yet, this, this is the thing. When Austin and kind of... See, when back in the... This sounds so old. See, back in the day, Austin, how long did his career last? WWE career was about, what? Six years. Well, like, about eight right. years. Shawn Michaels went, came, and then left. The Rock done the same. Everybody's lifespan in the WWE was about six years, seven years. 
You've got guys in this now who've been there for 20 years and they do not want to let their spot go. And just kind of like, that's what's killing it. There's guys as you look and go, oh, look, Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton. I can get a DVD for 10 years ago and watch the same match. Yeah. Well, again, it could be the fact that sometimes I feel that like SmackDown is not utilising the roster because Orton's kind of a part time contract now. He's not really there all the time. And I think because they've got nowhere to go, we'll just throw him in. They'll pull in viewers. You know, again, that needs to be rectified. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when I look at the NXT roster right now, I personally can only see one, from the male perspective, only one man coming up and being either Universal or WWE Champion. And that's Alistair Black. I thought you'd I, see that. I, 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 know. I think they just look at Champa and Gargano, who are phenomenal wrestlers, and they'll just go, they're too weak, put them in 205. That's, or they'll be that's nice And that's, I think, shocking. I think Daniel Bryan did so well to break down that barrier. But I just, I don't, I think if Triple H is given the chance to actually get his teeth in and just go, right, I'm going to run with this, I think you've got chances of these guys being the guys. But I think as long as Vince is going to keep his fingers in, these are going to be mid carders at best. I think Norris Black would maybe get it. He's technical, uh, you know, he's. He's quite good in the mic, he's got the deep dark bit, so he could be like the new phenom if you want. You know, the Undertaker's Apprentice character idea, sort of thing like that. But I just feel he's the only one, potentially, because purely purely because of his size. But see with Dallaster Black though, see the whole, the way he is in NXT, have you noticed? I, I don't think anyone else has seen this. See like say Sanity, the white, like Bray Wyatt and all that, they've got really sharp edges and they're really cutting and they're quite dark. Come to the main roster, they seem to smooth them off. Ascension's yeah. the same. It's just kind of, aye, Ascension. Ascension. Just smooth them off so they're nice and cutesy, and then give them out there, and you're like, ah, well, I don't care now. So it's, that's, that's, yeah. uh, you know what's that? You're right it, with Sanity. just went, oh! The thing about the San- <laughs> the thing about Sanity, though, the great about NXT is that they just came out and caused chaos, and then SmackDown. Sanity debut in two weeks. That's not chaos. We know, we know what's happening. <laughs> no, absolutely. And you've talked about Killian Dean, which I've seen it, we were discussing that actually in our chat recently. Killian Dean has not won a single match since he went up to the main roster. But yeah, it was via the MVP yeah. the the War Games when he swallowed the key, which was hilarious. He took up a 40 the next day in X-ray, somebody swallowed a key. Like, <laughs> I was like, is that yours? But I'm like, how funny is that? I'm like, there you go. You, that, you've got talent who ain't can go outside the box and make something funny or make something relevant and as you see they go to Smackdown they've mm. no one in your lap really is yeah. Nicky no one raw as well she's been on both there's a chance yeah, that the water's been there yeah. just send it to Smackdown so two of them can be together and just can deliver people she was great in the rumble aye <laughs> she <laughs> did some pop as well for her entrance aye she really did I mean she killed Billy Kay that was just brilliant yeah. bounced it off the guardrail and ran in <laughs> <laughs> see when you're looking at the other side of things Al that you said there about these guys being like Champ or Gargano being too small you look at someone at the other end of that like Braun Strowman mm-hmm. who hasn't done anything yet yeah. he's had his chance and they've never put him over do you think he'll be one of these guys that'll do the same very possibly I, mean, That's I think they've out. had the, tran- the chance to pull the trigger on and they failed so many times and it's like the range thing they, they had the chance to pull range at the Rumble years ago they didn't do it and by the time they pulled the trigger Nobody cared. Yeah. If they pulled it in the time he was at the Rumble, that would have been Str- he'd have been a superstar. Yeah. Strowman's time was this year's WrestleMania, I think, and then he got put in that tag title match with Nicholas. Yeah, another one who won this list in the ten years time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was kind of saying earlier, I could they pull it right? I could they put money on that? and be saying Strowman will never be 
I think he'll be WWE champion, but I think he'll be Universal champion at some point. It's one of the are they ever going to pull up the trigger on him though? Because it just yeah. it just feels like it's delayed and delayed, and now he's just his momentum is flat. The range thing. They're going to pull it at the wrong time, and they're going to turn on him. Yeah. And it just doesn't matter what the guy does; he's just going to get hell. Look at Razor; he got so many quality matches, and he still couldn't catch a break. Do you think they're feeling like Big Show? Like, oh, we keep, well, the Big Show always came in and on people. Now they could beat him. It was the only person that could beat him was Kane, and that was it. And then they went, "Oh well, we get out to Strowman." Who are we going to get? Who are we going to take off him? Because realistically, nobody else can take his title off him, so we'll give him a belt and they'll be able to go with it. That's how Jim Cornette said they never put the title on Andre. He sold it to Biasi because they went, who's going to beat him for it? Yeah, it's mm. a fair point. That is, absolutely. Well, as we said, there's a lot of major stars that are really. So, let's be honest, Summers are quite worried about we'll never make it, and hopefully, five years' time, we have that show again if we may do it. They're not going to be on it. You know, that's the hope. Nicholas will be. Maybe a 10 year anniversary, different story. Yeah, absolutely. But um, I'm going to squeeze in one last point. Um, I'm going to ask guys very quickly. This is just a thought that came up when I was doing my research. To be a Hall of Famer, do you have to have had the WWE or Universal Championship? No. Yes or no answer? No. No. I would say no. No. Yeah, just a thought because a lot of people said you had to, to get into that well, well, nah, DBR, yeah. DBR's is on it Piper's on it yeah. it's just like, the Hall of Fame doesn't it? I shouldn't go and oh you feel because the thing is with wrestling you never really win a title so I don't think saying oh he's never had a world title he can't win the Hall of Fame it's like well the guy could out wrestle I'd say Johnny Gargano could out wrestle Hulk Hogan a stick could out wrestle Hulk Hogan Aye, Coco be wears in the Hall of Fame. Come on. So yeah. no, it's just people go. Oh, Hogan's the greatest of all time. His matches are like a blueprint. It's everything's the same. He's not the great. Did the greatest for wrestling at the time, but he's not the greatest. Arguably the biggest name in wrestling. Aye, yeah, he's the best wrestler. No. People say that greatest wrestler of all time. No, of course. <laughs> you don't watch wrestling then. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the same people who say Big Daddy's the best. Or Vissera. <laughs> uh, and on that note, I think we're going to wrap up there. So, again, this has been our show on Superstars who should have climbed the mountaintop but didn't. Again, I want to give my thanks to Stephen Stacking, Derek Kernan, Stephen Wilson, and also our main man here, Sir Quacker I'm not the main man. Alright then, fine, I'm mean, <laughs> uh, Next week we have a show on Undertaker's Greatest Rivalries, which I'll be back, but I won't be hosting. Some of you might be happy about that, I don't know. I don't even, the host better remember he's hosting. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you three to one, he doesn't. <laughs> and I'll leave it like because he'll be sitting going, Who is it? Oh, oh. Oh. Oh, I'm planning for your stag, dude. Oh, you're, you're hosting tomorrow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, yes uh, in case you didn't catch that, yeah. My stag's two days later, so it's going to be messy. Um, again, thanks very much for everyone for listening. Thanks again to the panel here. Take care now. Thank you. Listen, cunts, I don't care what the fuck you think you're doing. Whatever you think is more important with your life, you honking bag of d- tips. You know what you should be doing? You should be going online. You should be subscribing. You should be listening to the back catalogue of Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet, whatever the fuck you're doing, that's what you should be doing, I don't care if it's your mum's birthday, I don't care if she's feeling contractions, get on it right now Sports Social Podcast Network With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere This is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that, it's just these cash prizes add up quick, so I suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.